Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick Jay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Today is Monday, October, I'm sorry, December 19th, 2022. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter We Agnostics on page 50, the first paragraph, beginning with, instead, we've looked at the human defects and reading through the spiritual side of life of fair hearing. Today's readers are Naomi G.B. and the 12 Steps, Nancy T., the 12 Traditions. Our big book readers are Darlene H. in the text, Judith S.P. on page 164, and Colleen M. is our backup reader. Our newcomer greeter is Loretta M., and our second-hour moderator is Maria F. The share ID for Sunday, December 18, 2022, is 19,763. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps, 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Naomi GB to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, everyone. I'm Naomi GB from Ontario, Canada, a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 steps of OA. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for the opportunity to do service. Thank you, Naomi. I will now ask Nancy T. to read the 12 Traditions of OA. 
Thank you, Rick. Nancy T., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Lewiston, Idaho. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, O-Readers Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, O-Readers Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks, Rick. I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We repeat a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to remute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter We Agnostics on page 50, the first paragraph, beginning with, instead, we looked at the human defects and reading through the spiritual side of life, a fair hearing. I will now ask Darlene H. to begin reading. Darlene, please uh, press star one to uh, unmute. Can you hear me now? Sure can. Okay, great. Good morning, Darlene H., compulsive overeater, recovered in Columbus, Georgia. Instead, we looked at the human defects of these people and sometimes used their shortcomings as a basis of wholesale condemnation. We talked of intolerance while we were intolerant ourselves. We missed the reality and the beauty of the forest because we were diverted by the ugliness of some of its trees. We never gave the spiritual side of life a fair hearing. 
<sighs> so I love this paragraph. It was an awakening point for me um, in my judgment of others, my judgment of religions, my judgment of other people's behaviors. Um, I was completely intolerant of others. Didn't act the way I thought they should um, or do the way I thought they should, then they were wrong. Um, and they were not people or or practices that I wanted to follow. That, you know, I just closed my mind contempt prior to investigation. And this line where it says, we didn't give um, the spiritual side of life a fair hearing was definitely my issue. I couldn't separate religion from spirituality. I didn't know the difference, to be honest with you. I didn't know there was a difference. I didn't I didn't get it. Fortunately for this program, when it taught me that I could have my own conception and that own conception didn't have anything to do with religion, but really with a power. A power that I don't have. And if I can tap into that power that's deep within me, it's kind of funny, right? It's ironic. I say I don't have it but it's within me, on my own, I don't have it. I need something bigger than me. If I can focus on that, let go of my self-sufficiency, which is the thing that has always run my life, then I can give the uh, spiritual side of this program or this life a fair hearing. I will say that this is the work that I do today is um, to explore spiritual side of life, to see what God has to offer me. And it's funny, I don't really believe that it's God. I believe that it's power. I just kind of call it God, (laughs) just to make it easier. Um, But it's amazing. I was talking with somebody yesterday. If I sit back and bear witness to my life, then I can see how the spiritual side of my life is working if I'm working it. And that's really all I have to share today. Thank you, and I pass. All right. Thanks so much for getting us started, Darlene. Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share on what was read today? Lisa N. Okay, Lisa. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Sean Desi from Cape Breton. So I heard Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just please hold on a sec. So I've got Lisa M. I heard Pedro B. But right at the same time Pedro B. came in, somebody else is right behind him. Wanda R. Dara L. Wanda R. Dara L. Claire E. Claire E. Okay. Anybody else? From Nova Scotia. Who was that from Nova Scotia? Chantel C. How do you spell that, Chantel? 
It's C H A N T A L. It's Chantal. <laughs> okay. All right, Chantal. And the first initial of your last name? You can give it to me when you introduce yourself. And anybody else in this first group? All right, we're good to go on our first group. Here's who I have. Lisa M, Pedro B, Wanda R, Dara L, Claire E, Chantel, not sure of the initial or last name. Uh, so when you introduce yourself, please include the initial of your last name and your state or country. Um, all right. Go ahead, Lisa. You're up next, followed by Pedro. Go ahead, Lisa. Lisa, hit star one for me. I am sorry about that. Thank you for your service this morning. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay, thank you. Um, good morning, everyone. And I really, uh, right away, as soon as I read this, it just brought me back to a time where I had in church, I was uh, singing in church, and I had a lot of... Um, well, I don't know. I had a lot of attention for my singing back then. But there was a time that I um, was not happy in the group because of my myself. I was selfish. I was still in the, I was in the program, but I was not working the steps. And um, so I, yeah, I was not. But um, somebody told me I was singing flat. And oh my gosh, that person. What a terrible person they were. Oh, they call themselves Christians. Blah, blah, blah. I went on in my head and on in my head about that person. And then I left the group because he said it twice. And, um, you know, I was just obsessed with my my pride. And my, my pride kept me um, so wrapped up in self that I could not see that there they were there were spiritual people in the world. They were. They were good people in that group. And I sing with them now, so I came to my senses and I went back. But, um, you know, it's just this whole thing that I tortured myself, allowed myself to be tortured, I should say, with uh, condemnation of others and uh, judging people continuously. And it's still one of those defects that crop up periodically for me and I have to ask for help with. Uh, tenth steps help me a lot. Praying, um, writing about, you know, why I'm why I'm judging people. Um, I don't want to do that. It really keeps me it keeps me in unhappiness. And so I'm grateful for this program that teaches me how to live a different way a different way, period. And um so anyway, thank you for letting me share that I'll pass. Hey, oh, thanks, Lisa. Before you go, I need um, your uh, state, please, and uh, sure. if you would introduce yourself. Yeah, it's, sorry, it's Lisa N as in Nancy, and I'm from Wisconsin. Thank you, Lisa. All right, Pedro B., you're up next, followed by Wanda R. Go ahead, Pedro. Thanks, Rick. Can I be heard? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay, cool. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Pedro B. I live in San Bernardino, California. This morning I am in Tampa, Florida. Um, yes, so, uh, yeah, we never gave the spiritual sight a, 
of life, a fair hearing. Um, you know, I like that sentence. Uh, we miss the reality of the beauty of the forest because we were diverted by the ugliness of some of its trees. Uh, we, uh, what's, what's the other one? We talk of intolerance while we were tolerant, intolerable ourselves. Yeah, always pointing out the finger. You, you, you. My sponsor used to tell me, if you spot it, you got it. If you spot it, you got it. And I didn't, oh, I didn't, I know. <laughs> and uh, I know that to be true today. And uh, really grateful for uh, for this program uh, that's uh, saving my life uh, every single day and, and that uh, is producing quality of life that I never had before. Um, really grateful that uh, somehow, you know, it's taking what it's taking to bring me to this point where I'm at today and uh, with the hope, with the hope that uh, that I can stay abstinent, that I can uh, be truly, you know, happy, joyous, and free, which is what I really want, you know. Uh, I don't like to be in restless, irritable, and discontent, you know, and that's a fact. Uh, so, therefore, I am, uh, you know, I'm so grateful that today I have uh, the self-honesty uh, the open-mindedness and the willingness to uh, to work this program, you know, which is the essentials. If without those, I'm not going to make it. And, and I'm also grateful that I'm, you know, that, that I'm willing to make the effort. You know, it says, I think, on page 25 that uh, we did this because we wanted to and we're willing to make the effort, you know. Um, and uh, I'm also grateful for, for the fact that uh, when, you know, recently uh, my my sponsor points out to me that, uh, you know what, uh, these these are my alcoholic foods, you know, the sugar, the flour, the weed, the uh, uh, deep fried foods. These are your, oh, these are your, are you sure? Yes, those are the ones. Okay, we don't eat those no matter what. And then we work this program no matter what. No matter what, I do a prayer. I go to a meeting. I read the big book. I talk to other, you know, addicts. And, and I try helping others. And when I do that, no matter what, every day, I get the freedom. Because my freedom comes from keeping the promise I make myself and I make God as I understand God. Thank you for letting me share. All right. Thank you so much, Pedro. B, Wanda R., you're up next, followed by Dara L. Go ahead, Wanda. Everyone, I hope everyone has a great day. Um, yeah, I, uh, <coughs> I got COVID, but, um, I'm, I'm just going to comment, I think, if I could. <coughs> that, um, you know, when, when I'm grudgeful, when I'm small-minded, when I'm, um, when I'm vindictive, when I'm uh, looking at everything from why, why did this happen? Um, why wasn't I treated better? Um, you know, I limit God. I limit how God uh, is going to reward me um by letting me 
work the 12 steps by letting me be uh, the person that he wants me to be. And um, I have an example. My brother came over yesterday and um, he was um, talking to me and um, he, he knows that I'm sick with COVID and that um, he, he was uh, asking questions about basically end of life, you know, choices, stuff like that. And um, I, I didn't want to share with him, you know, because he never calls me. He never, um, you know, and I just feel like all of a sudden for him to get personal in my life, you know, when he's basically been like more or less a stranger, um, I I didn't feel comfortable sharing and um, I had a resentment and um, I, I was abstinent, but um, I skipped my medicine because I was upset. And um, I know that um, I hurt myself, you know, um, you know, that if I have a grudge, uh, I hurt myself. So I know that, you know, missing the beauty of the trees is that, well, he did show up. He did, you know, um, take time to, uh, you know, ask about myself. And um, just a reminder. Thank you. It's up to me to... Um, you know, set boundaries, and I will, but um, I'm grateful that I have a brother. So with that, I pass. Thank you. And Thanks, I'm, Wanda. Uh, and, love you uh, all. But could you, Thank you. Could you please introduce yourself and include your state? Illinois. Wanda R. Illinois. Thank you, Wanda. All righty. Uh, so, Dara L., you're up next, followed by Clary. E. And just a reminder, when you come on, please introduce yourself and include your state or country. Go ahead, Dara. You're followed by Clary. E. You're up, Dara. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater, and I live in Philadelphia, um, Pennsylvania. So, um, yeah, you know, I love that we break these paragraphs down one at a time. Um, and I'm thinking about how my first ever introduction to the big book, um, to a big book meeting, I, someone brought me to an in-person big book meeting and the people sitting in that room were just glowing. Like there was so much light and they were so full of spirituality and the presence of God. And I sat there being like, these people are effing crazy. What is wrong with them? Like they're ridiculous. I mean, I just pulled those people apart. And then I left that meeting and I went and I binged and purged. Like I didn't want to be lit up. I was so cynical and, um, and eviscerating, you know, and I was eviscerating towards others and eviscerating towards myself. And 
I like to say that I never go there anymore as a recovered person, but I, oh my gosh, I can go there really quick. <laughs> you know, like someone does something I don't like and suddenly um, I am character assassinating mentally or, you know, I do it a lot with myself. Like I think about how far I've come in recovery, thanks to God and the steps and um, the love of the people on this line specifically. Um, but, you know, if I'm not where I want to be, Suddenly, I can pull myself and my life apart. I can pull other people apart. And I'm so grateful um, that, you know, my tendency for wholesale condemnation somehow, if I just remain open to the spiritual side of life and I just continue to do the work, I don't have to be homicidal or suicidal every day. You know, like I, I get relief from the ugliness of the other people's trees, but also the ugliness of my own trees. Like I am a gnarly branched kind of person, you know? Um, and it's, it's good. Like I can love myself today. I used to think that I couldn't love myself or other people until, you know, one of us attained a degree of perfection And I just know today that like the perfection is in the imperfection, that I am divine and human and others are divine and human and I can love them as they are and admit, you know, their brokenness and I can love myself in the midst of my brokenness. And I never, ever knew how to do that. I just thought, you know, if I just keep striving to be better, then I'll love myself or, you know, then I'll get the meaning of life or whatever. But I, today I know I can't, I can't really get better on my own, you know, and I can't strive my way out of character defects and other people can't either. They're just human beings trying to do their best dealing with their own character defects and traumas and their own trying to play the director. And, you know, and so I'm really grateful that today, even though my mind can go to those old places, it certainly doesn't stay there nearly as long. And I am attracted to the light. I used to be repulsed by it. So anyways, with that, I'll pass and thanks so much. Thank you, Dara L. Claire E., you're up next, followed by Chantel C. Go ahead, Claire. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Rick, for your service. I'm probably one of those service from this meeting. My name's Claire E. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in the UK. Um, yeah, well, great paragraph. And I really relate to what's been said, you know, my cynicism and um, what, what the, the line that stands out to me is we talk, we talk to the intolerance while we're intolerant ourselves. And you know, I would spend a lot of time talking about other people, you know, talking, talking, giving it some. Um, and, you know, as has been shared already, you know, by and large, you know, what I spot in others I have in myself. And there's very rarely a step 10 that goes past without me. Um, one of my dishonesties, you know, is, 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 do I do that too? Yeah. You know, do I do that too? Am I like that too? And um, the other bit that really I love about this paragraph and, um, you know, it's just, and it, it reminds me of the bit where it says, you know, to the most extent that we, that we allow this, and it's talking about resentment in the part um, for um, writing. Um, you know, to the precise extent that we allow this, we squander the hours that might be worthwhile. And that just really reminds me of this bit here that, you know, while I'm focusing on other people's defects, while I'm focusing on what's wrong with my day, while I'm focusing on what's not going my way, while I'm focusing on my higher power not giving me what I want, I miss the beauty and the reality of what actually is in front of me. Um, it also reminds me of the, of the, the story in the back of the book, The Doctor Alcoholic Addict, I think it's called Acceptance is the Answer Now, where it talks about, you know, the more that he focuses on somebody's defects, the bigger that gets. And the more that he focuses on the assets, you know, on the good stuff, on the things that are going right, on the gratitude, on, on people's good side of human nature, you know, the bigger that gets too. 
And I have found that to be a spiritual truth. You know, the more I focus on the good stuff, the more I can see of it. Um, you know, I get I get out of life what I put, you know, what I, I get back what I put out. Um, and, you know, just going back to the spiritual side of life I started hearing, um, I was just talking to my sponsor, actually, and it, it made me go back to some reading. Um, so I read stuff these days. I would have never entertained reading. You know, I read from religious books. I read from various different other spiritual literature that five years ago, ten years ago, I would have never even had in my house. There is just no way I've been open-minded enough to look at it. And there's so much there that I can use. There's so much there. So, you know, it's been constant lessons to me to remain open-minded and and you know not judge book by its cover you know to know that human beings are, are usually the problem with with religions anyway and and that their defects are just the same as my defects they're driven by the same human instincts as i am um, and when i can remember that i have a good day and i can not miss the reality and beauty of what's under my nose and i will leave it there thank you thank you clary all right, Chantel C., you are up next, and then we'll get some more names. Go ahead, Chantel. Hi, this is Chantal C. from Nova Scotia, Canada. Um, yeah, this, uh, this paragraph really, uh, really hit home for me, especially this morning. I was doing some, some writing specifically on, on you know, well, the question was, what is my problem? And that's, that's in the first step still. And defiance, prejudice, righteousness. Um, and sure enough, you know, I'm, I'm intolerant of others, of their intolerance. Like it's just <laughs> blows my mind. This, this paragraph, it's like one of those, yeah, this paragraph was written for me. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I want to tell you all the reasons why I, I, you know what I don't like about the whole God thing, but I'm I'm making an effort to not do that and focus on um, sharing about what what does resonate with me. And um, I've loved the shares this morning, and um, I want to focus on <clears throat> because if I focus on the negative, that's what's going to grow. I know that. I've been around long enough to know that. So I want to focus on how um, this power that's greater than me is uh, brings awe into my life and wonder into my life and love into my life. And and it, actually, I was just writing about that this morning about how when I get into the food, my life gets really small. But when I'm in, I'm working towards recovery because I, I don't want to say I'm recovered yet, working on it. My life gets bigger and bigger, and um, I want to be around people. I don't want to just hide in my studio and, and make stuff. I actually want to be around people. And, um, um, yeah, so I, I just want to, to really say that this, this paragraph really, really resonated, and I certainly want to hear what others have to say. This is Chantal from Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks. Thank you so much, Chantel C. Okay, before we continue with our second group of names, we are in the chapter, We Agnostics, on page 50, the first paragraph, beginning with, instead we looked at the human defects and reading through the spiritual side of life of fair hearing. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. 
Who else would like to share today? Lisa Jr. And Mary Kay. Okay. This is Larry Kay. <clears throat> gotcha, Larry. Okay, so I've got Lisa Jr. Anne Marie Kay, Larry Kay. Heidi who B. Else? New York. Heidi B. I'm sorry, New York. Heidi B. Heidi B. Yep. Charles H. Gotcha, Charles. Gotcha, Russ. All right. Maybe one more. All right, we'll just stop there. Then um, I've got Lisa Jr., Anne Marie K., Larry K., Heidi B., Charles H., and Russ M. Lisa Jr., you're up next, followed by Anne Marie K. And just a reminder, uh, please introduce yourselves and include your state or country. Go ahead, Lisa. Hey, this is Lisa Jr., um, grateful uh, member of OA and from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, uh, man, I love this. I you know, didn't think we agnostics was for me, and now I find it the most precious of all the chapters in the first 164 um, because I was a hypocrite and a fraud, really. And this program lovingly took the scales off my eyes, working the steps. God brought me here, and you guys spilled truth into my life and as did your readings and and the big book and the other OA literature that I've had um but you know I meditated a lot I meditated on the faults of others I was constantly taking other people's inventory so the forest looked pretty ugly sort of like that beetle kill in Colorado I just focused laser focused on everything that was dead and ugly in everybody else's life because I was avoiding looking at my own life. And that's what this program has taught me to do. So now I can, I can actually love people. I learned how to love by working these steps because I couldn't. I couldn't see anything beautiful and lovely in you because I couldn't see anything beautiful and lovely in me and once I turned that you know that mirror on myself and looked at my defects of character and did this work and started to carry the message did I learn how to love people and that's really what this big gift from this program you know it's ironic it's Christmas but this uh, has been a lot um, meant a lot to me of late so thanks for letting me share all right, thanks, Lisa G. Jr. Uh, Anne Marie K. You're up next, followed by Larry K. Go ahead, Anne Marie. Can you hear me? I sure can. Yes. Okay, great. I'm Anne Marie K. From Pennsylvania. I'm grateful to be here today as a recovered, but not cured, compulsive overeater. Boy, this this paragraph really resonated with me too because, uh, and I was a master, master of. Absolutely taking everybody's inventory and character assassinating. And yet, I used to always say, I don't need religion because I'm very spiritual. (laughs) Boy, it's amazing how we can delude ourselves into believing things that are so not true. And uh, being, oh, man, personal dishonesty. Man, I I remember the first time I ever read that in the big book years ago, and I thought, that's me, but I'm terminally unique. And every time I hear somebody say terminally unique, it ticks me off because I thought I'm the one that came up with that word. That's the the amount of conceit and pride that I had within me. Um, But, you know, today, again, 
the the gift of the spiritual awakening in this program, which I learned when I finally really became that the big book, these 164 pages, became the most important thing for me each day after I talked to my higher power. I read these, and to me, there's just no way of explaining except when people used to say, you know, you come in for the van, you stay for the sanity. I am so grateful today for this ability to trust in a power higher than me and not me being it anymore. Lord knows I spent enough time trying to be God. Um, And I had so much intolerance of the faith I was brought up in because I just felt that nobody cared about me. If they cared about me, they wouldn't let me sit alone in that pew every Sunday, you know, And, and I felt so, so alienated. And yet I was being told that, you know, it was all about love and forgiveness. And, uh, you know, we learned to, to have this intolerance at a very young age. And I'm just today grateful that um, you never get too old to learn. And as I've said many times, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And, you know, the great thing is my higher power was always there. I just wasn't able to allow him in. I didn't trust him enough. I'm so grateful for this program and everyone and what I'm learning today. And when they say you can't treat, teach a horse or a dog new tricks, uh, that's not true. I'm going to be 70 this year, next year, and I'm just absolutely thrilled that it didn't take me another how many days or weeks to understand how beautiful this program is if you work it. So with that, I'll say, everybody, have a great day unless you've made other plans and be the best you can today. That's all that God wants from you, and I pass. All right, thank you, Anne-Marie Kay. Larry, what's up, brother? Hey, Rick, good morning. <laughs> Thanks for your service, Rick. Um, I- I'm Larry Kay. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in uh, the Chicago area. And, um, you know, as we read this paragraph and as we, 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 we go into this chapter, I'm, I was thinking of I, I met with someone, I'll share with you, uh, someone not in program. Okay, but someone whose um, husband had taken his own life recently. And, you know, and uh, they have one daughter who's 16. I'm not saying there's a good age for that to ever happen, but can you just imagine a 16-year-old uh, confronted with that? And it was, it's very fresh and recent and very tragic. And I was, I was meeting with her. But... I mention that because, you know, the theological conclusion I come to when confronted with this idea of God or no God, you know, which, which, which direction, which way do I go? You know, in, in, in the context of that, you know, bad things happen. This is a good person, this, this, um, this, this uh, woman who lost her husband and her daughter and so forth. And we can't, we can't come to know why tragic things happen and why people make certain decisions. We have all sorts of, you know, opinions about it, but how this guides me. And as we're learning together this morning is, you know, I come to the conclusion that, you know, that the God of my understanding chose to uh, designate two areas of life that are off limits to his power. This is my, I don't speak for OA for sure. And I don't speak for anyone on this line. I'm just speaking for me that he chose two two areas to designate as to off limits. He's number one for me. He's not going to arbitrarily interfere with the laws of nature, you know? And secondly, that God would not take away our freedom. The God of my understanding is not going to take away our freedom to choose between good 
and evil, good and bad, let's say, right? That I have free will. I can pick up the cheesecake or not. I can do, uh, you know, any one of us. We're not robots, right? We can, we can choose which door we walk through in a myriad of different ways, right? And so I acknowledge that, you know, nothing in my childhood prepares me for dealing with tragedy, just like this woman is dealing with today. But yet, having God in my life today is a better bargain, right? <laughs> it's just a better bargain, you know? Because I, it's not, if I'm going to face tragedy, guess what? Hold your ears. The shit storm is either in your life right now or it's on its way. And if that sounds tragic, it's just reality. But so, too, is the ability to transcend those tragedies with people. There's something about people that, we, that we're together that God uses healed and hurting people to help other healed and hurting people. You know, and that's what this chapter means to me. That's what these paragraphs mean to me. The bargain is that I choose to believe in a God of my own understanding that is constantly drawing, thanks, Rick, that is constantly drawing me in with love and compassion and grace. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Rick. Thank you, Larry Kay. Heidi B., you're up next, followed by Charles H. Go ahead, Heidi. Good morning, Heidi B. from New York. Thank you so much for your service. Um, Oh, yeah, what this brought up for me today was just, um, you know, I think I was about eight years old when I decided that religious people were full of it. Um, and it wasn't until very recently as an adult that I realized that the people that I was thinking of when I was thinking of religious people were right in my family. Um, and my family was riddled with um, all sorts of spiritual disease, um, you know, and I was... I remember when I was 11 years old in junior high school, having this like heated debate with this one girl who was uh, very religious and she would carry a Bible with her at school. And, you know, um, I was just so proud of myself that in front of the entire class, I was proving her, what I thought was proving her wrong about the existence of God. And um, it took, you know, coming into this program and, reading this book after not wanting to read it for a long time to see how um, my disdain of, you know, what I thought was like judgment that was being placed on me by religious, um, religious people or religious um, institutions, I couldn't see that I was being judgmental. Um, And, uh, and, you know, and I feel like I still can do that today. And um, when I first started to work the program almost 20 years ago, um, I remember, you know, saying I'm spiritual, not religious. And um, and I would just, yeah, I would say it with such disdain, like as if being spiritual and not religious was somehow better than. Um, and today I still identify as working a spiritual program and, and not really being a religious person, but I, you know, I don't say that as if it's better than um, somehow, because I know that it isn't. It's just one of the ways that, you know, we individually can connect to a higher power that is personal to us. And, um, but I, you know, I still need to be vigilant in how I can be judgmental if someone is saying something that doesn't, you know, automatically connect to what 
I understand is how this program works, for example, um, I may shut that message out because it doesn't, you know, resonate immediately. And, um, you know, I, I just always want to be open to what other people have to say because I don't know everything and what works for me today, you know, isn't the end all be all. Maybe there's something even better. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't know what I don't know. So um, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for this program for constant, thank you, constant growth and learning. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Heidi B. Charles H. How you doing, brother? You're up next, followed by Rusty. Go ahead, Charles. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate your service. Charles H., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And real quick, here's a spoiler alert. The difference between spirituality and religion is people. And um, wholesale condemnation. Um, and, and here's the ebonic, alanonic word for the day, gaslight. I just gaslight so many people because of them not following my script, me not even following my script. And why are you so happy? Why is a crooked letter? You guys are happy in your release. And I want uh, and, and to say that I was talking with a sponsor this morning, and, you know, you hear people say stuff like abstinence is the most important thing in the world, man. And things like that, and I condemn them for saying that because of page, because of this first paragraph, and even in particular, um, in fifty-one when it says, page fifty-one somewhere it says the consciousness of God is the most important thing. Okay, maybe you lost a million pounds. Great. Maybe you, you know, maybe you bought your house, or maybe you got a lot of money in the bank, but the consciousness of God and us together, right, is, is, is the most, the peace is the most important thing in my life today. You know, yesterday I had a shoot him up, bang him up day with my son. You know, he's staying with us because he's a fake gangster and they almost uh, cut his head off last year. And he smoked cigarette in the house. I'm like, I said a healthy binary. And I came in gun blazing. I said, you shouldn't be smoking cigarettes in the house. And he, he went into a, oh, my God, you know, you, you know what he told me? He told me something I need to hear. He said, you're doing 10 steps on meetings and telling people about me uh, and telling people about the family that you don't like. And I said, you're right. And I made an amends. And he was like, I didn't smoke anything today. So, you know what? Like, I gaslight people. I condemn people. Just because I'm, I'm a witch burner, right? And, and so recovered people ain't great. Recovered people ain't perfect, and perfect people ain't recovered. It's just we, we have a program of action that we can deal with anything in a diplomatic, spiritual, simple, religious idea way. It was a simple religious idea, page nine, and a practical program of action. And page 88, guess what that promise says? It works. It really does. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Charles H. Russ M., you're up next, and we'll see where we're at. Uh, Go ahead, Russ. Good Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Rick. Russ M., recovery compulsive over here, Marstown, PA. Um, So I'm driving down, listening to the meeting, headed through my hood, and what kept coming up is in Sicilian, my grandmother used to say, you stand a stupid, you're stupid. And it wasn't like, Stupid, like you know, you just don't have an aptitude. You're so smart that you're stupid. You think you know everything. 
And that's what this paragraph, this is what it was. You know, my pride was so huge that, you know, I blasted everybody. I, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm telling you how to build your house as my house is, 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 uh, is uh, falling down, right? You know, I, I, I do as I say, not as I do. I have it all figured out, and I'm a wreck, train wreck. And I, yes, I'm down with God. It's all great, yet I'm not trusting God, right? Because I still got to figure it out. My pride has to figure it out. And until I fell, got destroyed, that's the only time I could trust in God. And now I think just with the simple things, I can't live a, a regular, the basic life without, in, in simple mundane things of, of life. I don't know what, I ripped everybody that was down with God, for the most part, under my breath and through their face. Yet now I can't really get out of bed without, you know, giving my life to, to God in the morning. Like I'm, so I am stupid. I still am. I still got to learn. I still have to surrender everything because I, the more I know, at 50 years old, I know one thing. I know Ugats. That means nothing. Really nasty. But it means nothing. I learn nothing. I know nothing. And if it's only through the grace of God that I have anything. And I have to surrender that. And I believe that stoked that obsession. Because there's a lot of frustration when you think you got it all figured out and you fail every time. So that's what this paragraph brought up for me today. So you all have a good day. Love you. I pass. Thank you, Sam. We have uh, time for maybe a couple of uh, two-and-a-half-minute shares. Who else would like to share today? Pamela P. Pamela P. Pennsylvania. Oh, gosh. Sorry, guys. Was that – I heard Pamela P. Was that Christina? Who's from New Jersey. Who was that from New Jersey? David M. Who's S-U-Z-E. S-U-C-E. All right, guys. Don't forget to introduce yourself and include your state. Pamela P., you're up next, followed by Suze. Go ahead, Pamela. Pamela P., hit star one. Yes. Hi. My name is Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. God bless you all. So, yeah, from the, from the paragraph, yeah, I know that God is real. And that he wants to be available to all us on the line. And he concerned about what's going on in every part of our life, including this disease. And so before picking up that net bite, I got to pray. I mean, because or the, even the net asset bite, I mean, even my safe food could be dangerous. So um, lately I've been um, changing my food. I've been a little restricted some of my food plan because I feel like I at another level with the program with God, and I am trying to lose at least 16 or 17 more pounds after losing 27, about 26, 27 pounds since July the 1st. So I want to thank God um, in this program, um, Vision for You and, of course, the regular OA. But I'm I'm in or caught my partner because he made my meal plan. He a support system. But I'm I'm you know I'm trying. But that disease is always lurking. 
I could be in a happy state of mind, great mood today, and one trigger could change everything. So last night I was hyper because the snack I usually had at night, I had it in the morning for breakfast, so I can't eat it again. And my sponsor was trying to tell me because it's going to become not a safe food no more. I was so edgy. Every time I would go downstairs to try to nip on it, something happened to prevent me. And I know that was God. And so I just thank God for the blessing known and unknown. So just for today, I want to live in recovery. I I I um listen to the meetings. I don't get the share IDs. I could listen to the timely. Um, I listen to my first meeting already. Um, I'm going to pray for another hour, 15 minutes, do my prayer, talk to my sponsor. Thank you. And I'm going to really pray. And I'm going to think and take time with my partners. So God bless everyone. Um, This disease is a curse, but our life is a blessing. Just remember that. Um, I pass. Thank you, Pamela P. Suze S., you can take us out. And Suri, uh, I, I heard was in there. I'm sorry I'm, I uh, couldn't get you, but uh, Suze S., take us out. I'm here. Hi, this is Suze S. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to do service. Uh, first of all, I'd like to uh, comment. <laughs> Stunad was what my, my relatives, my Italian relatives used to say from Naples. <laughs> if they wanted that you couldn't, you couldn't get a concept. They're hard-headed. They call you Stunad. And the other thing is that um, I know what Ugas is for my sister. But um, the other thing is when Larry spoke and said that you never know what you're going to contribute, what what someone else will hear, and that's what made me speak. Um, I have nowhere to go for Christmas this year. Normally I would be just eating food anyway because it was Christmas. I would just be stuffing myself. And it's because of higher power. This program, that who brought me to this program, and all of you who higher power acts through, that uh, today I am abstinent since the end of May of this year. And um, I thank my sponsor as well, whom higher power brought me to. So my belief is growing so much. I was brought up religiously, and I just figured higher power didn't care. And I was wrong. I was really, really, really wrong. I was spared from an appendicitis with peritonitis two years ago, and all I felt was higher power on my heart. And today I feel higher power in my heart at times of trouble, at times of good times, and especially when I seek higher power. It's always there. So with that, I pass. Thank you. All right. That was Suze S. from New Jersey. All right, guys. That's uh, all the time we have for today. Uh, really appreciate all of you sharing and being a part of the meeting. And if you didn't get a chance to share, please join us for our second hour. Um, it's unrecorded, and it's immediately following the closing of this meeting. The share ID for today, Monday, December 19th, 2022, is 19,764. We will now close with the reading from the book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Well, Judith S.P., please read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, Rick. This is Judith S.P. from Maryland. Thank you for your service and for everybody being here. 
Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you.